Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. As always, it's Bob. Not in the lounge, on location here at the Uncanny Comic Book Store in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Um, before we start today, today's episode is being brought to you by Windows Nation. Uh, I just got a bunch of new windows in my house, nine windows. Um, I don't know much about windows, ladies and gentlemen, but I can tell you this. If you give Window Nation a call or check out their website, windownation.com, you will not hear your neighbors no more. I can't hear my drunk neighbors throwing the cans into the recycling bin no more. All I hear is solace, peace, quietness, and also, too, the air condition seems to be uh, containing, you know, there's no draft. So, once again, thanks a lot to uh, Window Nation. Uh, today's guest, I think I met him maybe two years ago, not in this location of the Plymouth Mini Mall's comic book store, Uncanny, but back over here when it was comics and more. It was a Wednesday, and on Wednesday, new comics come out, and, you know, you go in, you pick your books, and sometimes you hear other people talking about comics, sometimes people come off being very facetious, and they're like this, that, or whatever, but this one particular afternoon, I heard this one gentleman talking um, in exquisite detail about things that I could relate to. It seems as if we were, we'd grown together in the same pop culture stew, if you will. We were mixed in that batch together. Uh, a love of Superman, Batman, just superheroes in general, but the thing that we both connected with was our love for Christopher Reeve and the films that he did, you know, as we were growing up watching them. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get him on the show now for a good bit of time, and uh, I'm excited to announce that we're here live. My guest tonight is Mr. Richard Dean. Welcome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, man, it was kind of the same thing, man. Like, met this guy, Bob, and kind of related to what he was talking about and, and his views on, I mean, anybody that's pro-Superman is pretty yeah. much good with me, so, I mean, the moment what, I met what, you, it was like, alright, this, this is a cool guy right here, you know? So. Let's talk Superman. Let's just get right into it. And ladies and gentlemen, what you're hearing right now is the comic book store behind me, all around me. They're selling books, they're slinging books, they're talking pop culture. We're just going to do our thing. What was your first memory of Superman in general? Um, very first memory of Superman. I'm going to say I'm probably three or four, mm-hmm. and... I'm 38. How old are you? I just turned 40. Okay, cool. We're same, we're same, yeah, same bracket. So I'm three or four, and funny enough, it was almost, I mean, kind of getting off subject, it was almost the same way I was introduced to Star Wars, but it was Superman first. Mm-hmm. And my dad called me inside was like, hey, come here, I want to show you something. Mm-hmm. So I come in, and he pops in this VHS tape, and I'm like... Mind blown mind blown I see Christopher Reeve and I see this man you know that's flying and I'm like and my dad's explained to me who Superman is this is the most powerful superhero mm-hmm. in the universe blah 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 and I'm hooked immediately and then as I get older like it just didn't it never went away it never went away <laughs> yeah you know, it, know just kind of, it just kind of stuck with me and you know and I've always actually one of the first things I said to Randy mm-hmm. when I met him and I said something to him and he kind of quotes it all the time he throws it back at me I was like I am who I am because of my father Superman and Luke Skywalker That's what's up. and yeah. he's like you know what he's like that is perfect and he's like I'm going to use that and so yeah, yeah I mean I've, I've I've been a fan of Superman since pretty much since I've been alive mm-hmm. and uh, actually had a I had probably say five or six years where I mean I was so intensely you know studying Superman mm-hmm. that it was like 
I mean, I, I wrote school papers mm-hmm. about Superman, you know, and yeah, it just it just never never went away. It is wild like, how he he just like seeps into your consciousness and then kind of seeps into your soul, your personality. Yeah. Um, I had the very uh, same similar experience. My dad taped it on HBO for me, and I actually still have the tape. Wow. And, uh, I don't have access right now to a VHS cassette player, but I got one. If everyone will watch it, which I'm going to show my son one day, like, look, check out these things. I, re- I remember HBO, like the intro music, you know, you're coming up over the mountain. Oh, you yeah, know, and, like, absolutely. The, the H is spinning, and like somehow or another, I used to think in my mind that I was watching this from Superman's POV. Like, you know how like you come down oh, the yeah. streets? Like, I was like, this is Superman, right? This is POV. He's flying right over the top, you know? And uh, the, t- the tape, I mean, the movie just blew me away. First off, it's, it's a perfect script, really. I mean... Um, the way that he's portrayed as a young man, I mean, even the, the smallest detail about Christopher Reeve um, audio dubbing his voice into the young actor that played him, like, you know, it's just these strange nuances. Right, you know? l- like, little things like that that, I mean... You would never guess as a kid. Or, or, you, don't, or you don't even think it's important. No. Until, you They know, would never do that now. Right. They it's should, like, they, why, they why waste the time? Yeah, why yeah, waste they the hired, time? Yeah, they, well, now they would just, you know, CGI Robert Downey right. Jr.'s face out, but I mean... Superman, the first film, I, I believe the man could fly, man. I was immediately hooked. And I was immediately hooked to the, just the, the immediate um, gravitation I had towards the positive, like, person of Christopher Reeve. You know, like, I mean, he, like, he was Superman, but at the same time, it was just like, he was, even in his real life, I mean, it must have been so hard for him to go to the store without, you know, like, right. you know, like young boys and girls, like, Superman, you know what I mean? And it's like, like yeah, you, 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 you believed mm-hmm. that he was actually... You know, Superman. It's mm-hmm. like I didn't see him as Christopher Reeve. I used to, and like I would see him on TV in another movie or another, you know, anything. And I would tell my dad, like, "Hey, look, Superman." Yeah, you know? I remember he was on this uh, TV show in the early '80s. Um, something about the thorn. Um, he, it was him, and he had brown hair. And I, I was just like, "What's up with this?" It was like the Thorndales or Thorndales or something like that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking I, about? Like, yeah, I vaguely remember. It was that. on TV, and I just remember thinking, like, "No, what's happened to Superman?" Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I was hooked immediately, you know. And um, Superman two, I mean, that even furthered. Like, I mean, that one to me was just like the perfect action movie slash video game slash, you know, like these three characters coming from his planet and just like the powers that they had and the way they explained it. Like as a kid. I was blown away. Yes, you know? Superman. Like Superman Two away. is is still, that's still my favorite Superman movie. It's such a good movie. I, and, have you seen both cuts of it? Right. Yeah. Seen, yeah. And and I I definitely think it it holds up. I mean, now it stands the test of time for sure. I believe. Without doubt. Because yeah. I mean, even the themes that are in that movie are still relevant now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in some of the, I mean, I mean, obviously we'll probably get into this later with the new Man of Steel run, but that movie really humanized him. Really did, yeah, and very much so, especially the Niagara Falls uh, sequences, like exactly the hand and the fire. Right. I, I mean, still remember like, the, the, the color of that honeymoon suite, yeah. the, the bearskin rug. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like, like... And she was great, man. She passed away, Margaret, she, Margaret yeah. passed away a couple, uh, yeah, not, a couple not weeks ago, ago. I remember yeah. seeing your, your post. I was devastated. I was, you know, I mean, it's just, it's like a part of like your family almost in a way, you know. But those are my exact words. I yeah. was actually at work and I just kind of scrolled through mm-hmm. my phone and then I saw that mm-hmm. and like it hurt for a minute. Mm-hmm. I was just like, and it's like, wow, that's a part of my childhood that's 
gone. gone. Yeah, and then when he, I mean, we'll get to that eventually, but when his, whatever, like, what happened to him was just devastating, but the legacy continues, you know what I mean? Like, people will look at Christopher Reeve's work and stuff he did with uh, stem cell research and how he's trying to, you know, still be Superman even right. when he was, you know, in a wheelchair. Um, Superman 2, you know, both of them, Superman 1, I mean, first off, I love Gene Hackman. I love the fact that he don't wear, like, it's his hair, but he's still wearing wigs in it, you know right. what I mean? Like, it's very, it's similar to me in a way of, like, uh, Cesar Romero not wanting to shave his mustache or something, you know what I mean? Like, Gene being like, look, I know he's bald, but I need to rock this hair that I right. still got the whole one right now, you know what I mean? Uh, I think my, my first crush, actually, was Mrs. Tessmacher. I didn't know it. Yeah, I can't. When she I gets in the pool, yeah, I can't. I can't even disagree with that. And it's like she was a bad guy, and it was still like, uh-huh. but yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, um, the scene where she gets in, she takes off the kryptonite, and you're like, I think that was the first time like it was a bad person that you you know you could see like them having the reversal and like the, you know their character changing. Yeah, and then you know Brutus, come on, killer. I and mean, he, I mean his you know in the subway. The detectives following him, you know. Yeah, what I mean? and he just it, pops it up there so real funny quick, because boom, he's, you know, like he's so he's so oblivious yeah. to like everything that's happening everything, around him, yeah. and like, like like he's protected by some some kind of angel because he's so ridiculously yeah. like unintelligent, you know? unintelligent. <laughs> but he's he's also with the great the world's greatest criminal mind. Exactly. So it's like it's, <laughs> it's kind like of the, like a perfect like sandwich perfect dynamic. And right. I, I always wish that he would have returned. You know, like in in the series, but I, like yeah, that was like, actually that was it for him. That was it for him, and I wonder why. Maybe we'll have to research. There's something we just discovered. I mean, right. I remember in uh, I, I thought like uh, in four, like that would have been the perfect opportunity with uh, John Cryer's character. You know what I mean? Right. His nephew, uh, which is a great character, and um, I thought that he would come back in that. But I mean, I think the first, I think Superman one, Superman two. I was too young to go to the movies because I was born in eighty. The first movie I saw in theaters, though, I never forget the Andorra Shopping Center. There was no Collider.com. There was no Dark Horizons. There was nothing to find out about stuff. You would just walk by, like, a movie theater and see and coming see poster, soon. And right. this poster, man, of Richard Pryor in Superman's arms, the tagline Superman 3, I was just like, oh, my God, I can't wait that. We're going, raise it. We're going, son. A lot of people don't like Superman 3. I love Superman 3. I love Superman 3. I love the beginning. I love that opening sequence with the penguin and, like, the whole, you know what I mean, like, the little toys and the bombs. Yeah, and, like, I'll- I I think I, I think that's another movie that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of changed the genre almost because it's very much I, I mean, the comedy at, element to it right yeah. you look at what Marvel's doing now look at it's the comedy exact, elements exact. that they put into mm-hmm. into the Marvel movies like Superman three was that Superman was Superman three is that that, that that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is and like I believe that's kind of what started that and it showed that that can work. Richard Pryor was so hot at the time, they were just throwing scripts at him left and right. They're like, look, what do you, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Like, Superman 3 fell in his lap. He was like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? But, like, the, the, the script, you could pretty much do that today. I mean, like, it's basically fraud. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's fraud. You know, it's look everywhere you look now, there's fraud around us. You know what I mean? Like, the banks and stuff like that. I mean, the banks did collapse. Oh, and what a, what a great scene when... You know, he's going through, his, he's looking at his check, yeah. and, he, and he discovers that everybody in the, in the company oh. has a half a cent, yeah. you know, on their check. So he takes the half a cent from everybody, thinking it would Drops add up to a couple of hundred bucks extra in his check. Mm. And it's like hundreds of thousands and, of dollars. And he's sitting there just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, That, and then, like, you know, the villains in the film. Like, I just remember sitting in that movie theater. There was a couple things I took away from it. The first one I took away from thing I took away I was like I need to play that video game where is this video game with the oh my missiles? god 
You know what I mean? Like that I was, was like, they're gonna make it. I was like in my mind, I used to make up these stories. Like they're making Superman video games right now. Um, that and the, and just like even like you know um, the villains in that film, I was terrified. Um, what was her? What's her name? Uh, when she becomes the glass. Yeah, face. when she becomes like the like the the robot. It was terrifying. Um, terrifying. Yeah, it was. Yeah, terrifying. it actually was. The sound effects were amazing. Um, and I love the bad Superman thing. I love the bad Superman, like you know, like that fight scene between Christopher Reeve and Christopher Reeve. I, right. I I've read about that on Wiki, like how, how long it took them to film it, like because they didn't have no computer generated images or anything yeah, again, like that back like, in the and day. Then and that that whole scene mm-hmm. when, like, basically defeating himself, you know, as Clark yeah. fighting this evil version of himself, and when he. He basically choked him. He choked him to death. In Pretty that much, scene. yeah. And, and I think it's the first time in this series you actually see him. Well, he's metaphysically killing himself. Yeah. He never killed. And, right. You know, like, and then he, you know, mm-hmm. the, like that evil Superman disappears. And I know. I love that scene. And in then the he stands too. up and he opens up his oh, shirt. Kill and it's just like. The way he looks up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, you know, he's got a little shit right here on his face. Right. So I remember that like, detail. I mean, that know? was. Like inspiring. It was really inspiring. I mean, the, the scene in the bar, though. I know there's a mem of it. You know, like people or a gif, like of him. Oh, when he's like shooting, when he's flicking the peanuts. Yeah. Him just drinking whiskey, and I, actually, I just read recently that um, his suit, the bad Superman suit, was just up for auction. I think it got like fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand dollars for wow. like. I was looking at my wife. I was like, "Yeah, let me get this real quick." You know, what I mean? like, what, with what money? You know what I mean? But like, it would be badass to have a party. And be like, look, I got Superman. Dreams. Yeah, I'd have to put that on like every now and then. Though. Yeah. Like, just wear it. Great. Um, That film in general, though, I mean, that was my first one in the theater. I never forget the experience. I think I went to see it three times with my dad. See, I mean, like, um, Star Wars was on HBO as well, but I just never, like, it was always Superman. Like, you know, and it's weird because, like, I became a huge Batman fan, like, post-89. I knew of Batman, but the film was really inspiring. But I knew Superman, like, when I was, that's, like, one of the first things I knew I'd say. Right. And... It kind of inspired me to be like a good person in a way, you know, to like practice good karma and stuff like that. Because it was just like that's what Superman would do, you know what I mean? Like, right. And that's that's kind of the argument that I have with people now. And the argument that I get with Superman all the time is, I mean, and it makes no sense. It, it even makes me angry to even say it. But people are like, "Well, I don't like him." And I'm like, "Well, why?" Oh, because he's he's he's, he's a goody two shoes. Yeah. What's up with that? And I'm like, and then I I, I say, explain. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, well, he's just you know he's just. A goody two shoes, and they and they can't explain it. I'm like, yeah, they can't. I'm like, he's a guy who simply does the right thing. He ain't even from here. And he's exactly, and that's pure. All the other argument, right the there. other argument that I get is, oh, he's not relatable. He's not relatable. But those same people love Batman, and they're like, well, Batman yeah. is more relatable. I'm like, so he's a billionaire. I said a billionaire, person. a billionaire sociopath orphan is more relatable than a kid yeah. that grew up in Kansas. Kind of. You look at the way America is now. So America's I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. Yeah. So, so basically, that's, and then you know, and that's the argument that I get. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And then everybody's like, well, you know, he's overpowered, and you know, he's he he, he basically can't be stopped. And and I'm like, that's part of the brilliance of his character. Mm-hmm. We look at him that way, and Pretty we look so. we look at him as Superman. He sees himself. As Clark Kent, mm-hmm. Superman is what he knows how to do. Mm-hmm. It's not who he is. We look at him as Superman, mm-hmm. but like he doesn't see himself that way. Like Superman is his job. Clark Kent is who he is. Who he is, yeah. you know. So, and I tell people, I'm like, if you read more 
of the of the comics, you you will see that more human side mm-hmm. of him, and not so much the physical feats, you know, yeah, that I mean, he does. It's got to be extremely difficult being the only person of your kind, not knowing for a long time where you came from, how you got these powers, the sun. You know what I mean? Like right. what? Like you know what I mean? The, like. And then just, I, just think I, I about the weight. Too, like, just just having that kind of weight on you. I mean. It's a lot. You're, it's a lot to take. Imagine not being able to go to bed at night because you can hear everybody crying everything. out. You know what I mean? And it's that, like, well, yeah. And that's th- intense. That's that's one of the big things. You read American Alien, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I thought Max Landis did a fantastic job of that. Um, he's out, you know, outlandish sometimes with the things he says in general on the, the internet. But I thought that he had a really good grasp of the character, especially, the, um, I think it was issue one where... Uh, young Clark just can't stop flying and he's, yeah, he's and his, his yeah, mom's he's like you know away, like, no, yeah. no no you know what I mean like I thought that was great you know what I mean the, the one issue where he impersonates Bruce Wayne that's, I, I just that was I just, on the yacht that yeah, was that, yacht. that was that yeah. was that was fun but that it was, was Deathstroke right, right? Yeah. he was up on there um, yeah. I just I follow Max online and I just realized he posted a picture and he said not many people realize that but that cover of uh, Clark on the boat the, the the waves in the back are in the they're in the shape of the bat symbol I never, I never noticed that. I never noticed, it, never noticed it once. I never noticed that. But yeah, extremely difficult. I'm going to go home and look at that now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I wish that he would continue that series, you know what I mean? I used to tweet at him. He responded to me once. He was like, nah, it's just straight limited series because he's got the movies and stuff he does. Yeah. But I think he writes the comic pretty well. I'd like to see him try to do something with Batman like that, deconstruct a character. When you deconstruct a character, it's great, but at the same time, you gotta you got to have the wholesomeness of Superman. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Um, we should talk about the quest for peace too. Uh, quest for peace um, was was completely lauded. Hey, people hated. It. I loved it. I mean, I was a yeah, kid. I didn't, you know, like yeah. I mean, at the time, I mean, what, that movie came out in eighty. I think eighty six. Eighty six, eighty seven, eighty yeah, eighty six, eighty seven. So I mean, I'm still, I'm still, yeah. Like I'm not a teenager yet, so mm-hmm. like you know, I'm still a kid. Like. I didn't have a beef with that movie. Nah, I liked Nuclear Man. I, I didn't understand why his voice was different, but they did they, they did the same thing again. I think that was Gene Hackman's voice, a little bit like mixed with the actor's voice or something. But like, I love the idea of him taking away the nuclear weapons of the world. Yeah, I mean the idea um, that I mean like a new he's love gonna, interest. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna stop, stop basically help us not kill ourselves. Pretty much, yeah. And you know. like, and it's some again, great scenes. Like the hair, yeah. Superman if you hair, look at it, if you look at it now, awesome. like how relevant is that idea now? And it's like we have more, more weapons. We have more than enough weapons to destroy planet Earth. And it's like we're stockpiling weapons to protect them, ourselves mm-hmm. from these threats, these imminent threats that we perceive in our in our minds. Yeah. And in doing so, we're going to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It's so funny, too, because like, we're talking about the quest for peace, and it was obviously inspired by the Cold War coming to an end or about to come to an end where they were writing it or whatever. And now, like, I mean, President Trump and Putin yesterday, it's an ongoing, you know, it's been going on all, all of our lives, really. But uh, I, I go back and relate to Superman through this stuff. I'm just like, well, damn, I wish Superman was here. He just right. fix everything up real quick. He could even, like, use his telepathic abilities to make sure the election doesn't get rigged next time. You know right, you know? know? Like, Superman 4, though, uh, it's the return of Gene Hackman, which is great. Um, I didn't realize this until, um, actually, I think it was like last week I started reading about it, is the the producers, the Salkin, what's their, their last name, the Alexander Salkin? Yeah. He, they, 
a lot. They sold the rights for one motion picture to the Canon Group for Superman Four, so they weren't on that. Um, so Canon Pictures does Superman Four. So it's the first time you know in the series that it's not produced by the guys that did the other ones. Some people claim that that's the reason why it wasn't. You know, they they, they claim that so, yeah, why it was so. It, they claimed it killed the series. Yeah. but I mean, to me, it was very similar, and also too it had great action set pieces. I mean, the Statue of Liberty, oh, yeah. him getting cut up. Um, have you ever seen the extended cut? I have. You've seen the Frankenstein monster tank? Like, what? Yeah, like I that, have. Man, yeah. So if people don't know, I mean, there's this, there's this version of the film where the nuclear man we know is not the first nuclear man. He's the second nuclear man. The first nuclear man looks just like Frankenstein's monster. You know <laughs> I mean? Like, pretty much. And the scenes, they're, like, in the street. Um, other than that, though, I mean, like, to me, I, I, I was just so upset that that concluded the series you know like I was just like oh man I yeah would, I mean you know? at the time Christopher Reeve was what how old about was he then? our age he's, yeah, yeah he's yeah. about the same age as we are mm-hmm. now he's about he's about 40 mm-hmm. and I mean he was in incredible shape mm-hmm. I mean I, I did guy, notice that he wasn't dying his hair as much in that one too exactly I wonder what the like, what is the reason behind that because you could see the brown sticking out a little bit and I remember yeah. thinking like wait a minute he's got brown hair like me <laughs> like, <laughs> so I, yeah I mean I don't know if it was just yeah. An oversight or something. If it was purpose. Something. I no, think purpose. in three it pops out a little bit too for the evil Superman. I think you can see shades of it. But you to know, me, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think you a bit. Yeah. When you go back and watch. And if you, I think in the bar scene where he's flicking the peanuts, you could, maybe brown, yeah. maybe in that scene his maybe hair's in, a bit brown. He's like he's trying to they're trying to show a new light to him. But right. I mean John Cryer's character, uh, his. Uh, Lex Luthor's um, nephew. Nephew, yeah. I thought that was great. I, I loved his outfits and stuff. Like for the time, and it, was it was so very retro. And it like, was you know, so like, appropriate for the time current. because like, I, want I knew kids. So bad. I knew kids like that. Like yeah, I knew kids. Yeah. I, I I had friends that were exactly him. Mm-hmm. So it was it was culturally appropriate. Everything at the time. It was just you know the way that they um, they get him out there and the, that big uh, hole in the ground. Car, uh, it's just, and even the evil hideout. You know, it's like it's not even an action scene, but I love it and I think about it a lot. When um, Clark is in the Daily Planet and Lex calls out to him, he's like, "Don't worry, nobody can hear you except me, yeah. you know, except you." And there's a bomb, and it's just like, "Oh my god!" Like the stakes are just elevated the yeah. whole time, you know. And the, of course, the sequence on the moon. What's just you know put aside the fact that there's zero gra- zero gravity zero, but that yeah. came flying around right, you know right. I, <laughs> so, I mean that would have been a detail for me I'd been like yo get the frozen cape you know what I mean like right but it's like I mean yeah stuff like that you got to kind of like you know suspension of disbelief you know just kind of yeah, yeah for, just, for me that you know the time I actually just watched Quest for Peace recently and I have um, the Superman four Quest for Peace comic book adaptation you got that I'm They're pretty like, sure I do I'm, I'm it's, sure it's I so do. weird because in that book. I do recall there's like a bunch of scenes that just not in the movie but make a lot of sense. I think it's like a way to pull it together narratively, I guess. But yeah, Superman 4, I remember like, you know, like kind of like in a way that was the last film and we didn't have a DC Comics film until 1989. So it was just, you know, like I, I remember like at the time too, it's like you don't know as a kid. You're like sitting there thinking like, oh, Superman 5 is going to be out next summer. No doubt. Right. No doubt. I can't wait. And not Kids knowing, today yeah. they know everything. They know Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yep. is coming out. They know when Spider-Man 2 is coming yeah, out. They with know us, everything. It was just like we're hoping like, yeah, you know. And I love that, that we were able to grow up in a time where it was just like you don't, it wasn't like you were like it was like almost like a sense of it's like now it seems like a sense of entitlement like oh I know it's coming it's could you know be like as a kid your imagination was just running wild like what's coming next you know yeah, Superman like you, you 5 almost, give it to me like you, you, you appreciated it 
more. Without doubt. I mean, I, I, even, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. Like, I don't particularly like binge watching TV mm-hmm. for Same. the simple fact that, like, I enjoy watching a show like tonight and have the rest of the week to contemplate, to, contemplate, mm-hmm. to, to think about it, to talk about it with my mm-hmm. friends and, like, come up with ideas well what do you think is going to happen same. next week My wife and what I do you think exactly is going to happen with this character why do you think she or he did this and like there's no time for that when mm-hmm. you're just binge watching an entire season you're not you're not I don't think you're absorbing what's happening you're, you're just watching yeah, yeah you're yeah, just watching action mm-hmm. you're just watching things happen and you, you miss you little things. parts right you know like these little tiny parts that are important it's, I, I, I can't stop like you were just saying like I remember in my head that indoor uh, shopping center movie theater. I can't remember if it was AMC or whatever, but I remember like seeing like Alien Three poster like in the little ticket booth. It wasn't a main poster; it was a tiny little thing of like an alien. And I remember thinking like, God, I can't wait to see this movie. I love the aliens. Alien Three was completely. Some people hate it. Like they say that it was going to kill David Fincher's career, but all that stuff like mixed in with like just not knowing what's coming. You know what I mean? Like same thing. Like I'm a, I'm a Credible Hawk fan. I was blown away when the Incredible Hulk Returns came on television. Oh yeah, like the like Thor's in that. Uh, then there was a Daredevil, and then there was the death of the Hulk, and then apparently there was going to be a fourth one. But like, I remember like like TV Guide. Like I get the TV Guide every week, and be like, oh, this is it, this is right. it. You know, what I mean, open it up and like, boom, there's Lou Ferrigno. He's got the fray wig on. It's on. You know, they're bringing him back. Yeah. So maybe. for me, Superman, I always thought that he would they would come back. You know, and like um, I sent you that uh, email earlier today about Superman Five. Yeah, I actually that, some, somebody else actually sent me that, and I didn't get a chance to read it. I read it just I was just reading it as you mm-hmm. you know sent me that message, and I was like like I had no idea. It'd be killer. So like and that would have basically oh they would have introduced Brainiac, right? Brainiac would have came to Earth. He would have uh, shrunk down Metropolis. Um, as Superman readers, we all know about you know Candor, uh, you know all right. the, the 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 mythology with that. But so basically, Brainiac shrinks down Metropolis, and as it's shrunken down, he learns that there's this powerful being with inside of it. So he shrinks himself down and goes into the shrunken Metropolis. And like you know, you could film it like it, you know what I mean? Don't as if yeah, as if, but, as know, if it's like and like for the film time it, yeah. that would have been really well done and they were going to call it Superman 5 Superman Reborn Reborn yeah I think they were going to kill him in that as well and then bring him back like very similar to I guess what Death of Superman became in the 90s yeah I mean as soon as I opened the article and I started reading it and the first thing that popped into my head um Jeff Johns' run mm-hmm. with you know, with Brainiac I was like mm-hmm. like this could this could have been one film it could have been, yeah. This I could think, have been on. I, was just I like, think they should take all those scripts, put them all in the film. They're doing this now with. Um, there's a movie coming out. I think they're they're adapting like what it, no what Alien Three would have been if David Fincher didn't. Right. Cut. They were gonna they're gonna put uh, Reese or not Reese. Um, I can't remember his name. Michael Bean's character in Aliens. You know who I'm talking about. But uh, and also the young girl Newt. But, I mean, Superman 5, I mean, I I was always just hoping, you know, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then, you know, Batman came out. Batman had the, uh, I guess, the difference between Batman and the Superman films was it was really dark for its time. Yeah, it was. And America at that time, you know, was coming off of, uh, what, 10 years of Ronald Reagan. They are moving into, like, you know, the first Bush era. The first Bush era. So, I mean, I guess it was culturally appropriate for the times. I mean, like... I remember that summer. I remember being there at the at the indoor shopping center and just thinking too. Like I kept thinking in my head, like, wouldn't it be badass if just all of a sudden Christopher Reeve just makes a quick cameo up in this? You know what I mean? Like, 
in my in my mind too, I was like thinking like, oh yeah, Metropolis has got to be like what, just like right over the bay, and then Batman vs Superman. Yeah, it's right over the bay. Literally right over the bay. You can actually but, see. I mean, yeah, you can see it, which is insane because why can't Superman just cover both at that point? But I mean, for me then, I guess um, I gravitated towards Lois and Clark then. Lois and yep. Clark. Um, at first, I remember um, I was like, okay, he's not my Christopher Reeve. I felt like you know very protective over the character and then slowly and surely I fell in love with the dynamic of the show and Lois and, and uh, Dean Cain's chemistry and they had some pretty cool stories yeah I mean I, I, I was kind of the same way I was kind of anti anybody that wasn't Christopher Reeve and then I had mm-hmm. I had to start thinking like in my head like hey alright like multiverse it's mm-hmm. Superman but different <laughs> yeah so yeah. look yeah. at it that way yeah. and honestly it made me enjoy it, yeah, and it lasted how many years? It lasted like four years, right? Five uh, years? I think it was five years. I think they got five seasons. Yeah, for me, because I remember I was so a boy when it started, and then I be, like, it was becoming a teenage man, yeah. like, you know, and it was like a weird time. And I, I enjoyed, uh, I liked his costume. I liked how it was very similar to Christopher Reeve. At the same time, I remember Superboy was coming out as well. Um, I didn't really watch that for some reason. I can't remember why. I don't, I don't remember, yeah, I don't actually remember watching a single episode of that. I had a hard and time I, with yeah, Superboy. and I don't know. You know, I didn't... Like, did we need him? Like, you know what I mean? I guess the books, that, at the time, when you ever see that documentary on uh, Robert Kirkman's history of uh, yeah. comics, the, the brothers, so they talked about, like, you know, the publisher wanted it, I think. So, like, we need to create something young for the kids. Let's do Super Bowl. Yeah, it was like, yeah, time, but yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it, it was needed no, at the at time. All. I mean... I did like the Superboy that happens in Death of Superman, though. The clone. I that the I do clone. like. Yes. Clone was cool. I yes. like him. That I do like. And now I don't know. There's got to be... There's this. There's a Super uh, Son, you know what I mean? Uh, the, the Super Kid series. But, um... So, like, Batman, you know what I mean? 89, Lois and Clark... And then, you know, like, I was going to the store over here, you know, Uncanny used to be comics and more, you know, and I would get all my information from over there, you know what I mean? The previews, magazines, stuff, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't know if it was Ray that worked there or not, but I remember seeing the sign, taking pre-orders now for the death of Superman. I remember thinking, like, what? Are you kidding me? They're going to kill Superman? You know? And I kind of, like, at the time, I think I was just getting interested in girls you know what I mean I started experimenting after school with different types of resources yeah the comics kind of fell out of my life for a bit right but then you know like it became this pop culture sensation and I remember this kid Dan I mean, Nero what was, that was 94 94 yeah like right around there he comes in the school with the black bag sealed steel still and he's like look check this out Bob and I was like what is this is the death of Superman like really he, and I was like about to pop it open he's like no 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 right um so I then I got back into it. I bought all the books. I remember thinking like, "Oh my God, this is completely epic." Who is this Doomsday character? Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of those. Whoever the art, artist still. too is, I don't have uh, the internet popping on here. But this Man of Steel, like the Doomsday series leading up to Superman seventy five, the book Man of Steel, that artist, I love the way he drew. It was very like linear lines and just very like a lot, not a lot of detail per se, but like I love the way he drew Doomsday because Doomsday was just straight up in that green get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you couldn't see anything under. I love that. He just had like the. And I loved how it like, like the welder's goggles yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed like the whole aspect of the Justice League getting their ass kicked or the Justice League Society getting their ass kicked. Um, and it was a great moment. I, I I was confused though. Like when he when he died, I knew they'd bring him back. And I think it was about a year they waited straight up. Yeah, Superman, it was, it was, DC yeah, Comics. It was, it was, it was definitely a year. And I bought every Return of Superman book that there was. The Superman, the Reign of the Superman. Like I got, I got all of them. I still got some of them still in the bags. I mean, 
I loved when he came back in the black suit because it's just yeah. like I, I that to me was just like what the hell like he's got a mullet he's wearing all black all black you which, know what which I mean? is which is something is it him and like that mystery of like not knowing is it the cyber one is it this, this, this young boy is it steel you know what I mean right. and like Man of Steel became that artist took over Steel too as well um, and then there was the cybernetic one. Um, and then there was the Eradicator, the, the one with the long, yeah. like you know, like yeah. straight up shoulder, like shoulder pads. Great series. I think that lasted a whole year, right? It had to be. Yeah, a that, year. that that run was definitely. It was I definitely love the a year. ending. I mean, I remember, I remember when that happened, the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. I actually heard it on the news. That's how ridiculous it was. It was, it was on it, it was on the news, and I remember calling my dad. Like I went to a payphone mm-hmm. and called my dad yeah. at work, <laughs> yeah. and I said. I'm like, I'm like, Superman is dead. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, like turn on the news. <laughs> and my dad was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, they're killing Superman. Like it's the real deal. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like I remember like getting home and like we were like talking about it, like how the hell are you gonna kill Superman? And I'm like, apparently there's this This dude Doomsday. There's this there's this creature, there's this there's this guy Doomsday that you know mm-hmm. that that's his equal. <laughs> and was able to get it done in the most tragic way possible too like they both give each other the what I like to call the Rocky 2 blow yeah. you know what I mean like as soon yeah. as I saw the panel I was like Rocky 2 that's yep. Apollo this is, yep. they this both, is Rocky they both go down but only one got up which you know in the tail, the tail end we probably do a whole other podcast Rocky 2 ran parallel with me it was like Rocky Superman early 80s man and then yeah. when Apollo Creed died I felt the exact same way as when Apollo Creed died when Superman died I love the Creed series too. I can't wait for Creed too. Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, I mean those films were real, straight up real. Yeah, so like, like a young, they, like, young man, no they internet, pro- yeah, no they games. Pro- they provoked you know a lot I mean? of thought. I mean, they they, they pulled a lot of emotion, you know, out of you and a lot, man. I was so devastated in three when Mickey died. So devastated. Yeah. my dad was concerned that he straight up edited that scene out. He took it out like when it was on TV. He had play pause. Waited till Mickey got done, or Sylvester got done, until Mickey right. it's okay. And then, then, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until much later in life that I saw the scene again. I was like, wow. I mean, even now, like, like just watching it back now, like, I mean, like, you get a little choked up. Like, you kind of, like, you feel for him. Without you, doubt. You yeah. know? All and those it's, series. It's, yeah, I was devastated when Sylvester Stone didn't win for Creed. I was like, come on, man, give it to him. Right, you know like, what I mean? Like, he's 70 years old. Like, I hope he gets it for this one. I hope this one's just as good as the first one. Kugler's not involved, but at the same time, I think he Yeah, I mean, it. He's, he, he's, he's definitely earned it. Without doubt, at this yeah. point, I love his films, you know, and like they keep all these things in the news keep popping up that he's done this, that, or whatever. I don't believe that. I, I truly believe that he is very similar to n- not just that character, but a lot of other characters he portrayed with lots of heart, you know. And I, I bet you he kicks himself in the ass that he didn't, he never became. Well, I guess he was Judge Dredd, and now he's in. Now he's a uh, what's he in the Guardians of the Galaxy um, Ranger? Something like that, you know what I mean? But. At yeah, least they're utilizing his Right, skills. he's being used, exactly. So Superman dies, comes back. I, I spent so much money on it, you know what I mean? Like, as a kid, like, you know what I mean? Like, getting all them books. And then, you know, Superman, for me, I didn't pick up again until, like, there was a period of time when I was, like, maybe 17 to I was, like, maybe, I'm going to say, like, 27, 28, where I just stopped reading books in general. I was doing lots of travel. And then I was working um, King of Pressure Mall. And, um... I was a manager at the Nordstrom up there, and the comic book stores up there, and I started going up. I started talking with Rob up there, and I uh, fell right back in love again. Started yeah. picking up all the books. So I was just like, what happened to Superman? Like, what, what's going on here with Batman, you know? And 
I remember he handed me Nemesis, like, you're going to love this. And, like, I was hooked again. So, like, for the last 10 years, up in the store every Wednesday, trying to find out, find out different things about Superman. Man of Steel comes out, what year was that, like, five years ago, right? Like, I remember, like, saying to my dad, like, we got to go see this. We're yeah. going to check this film out, you know? I like the first one. Very much so. I like the soundtrack. I like the way it's filmed. And I love Kevin Costner in it. Except for the way he goes out, but that's a different story. How yeah. do you feel about it? Um... I enjoyed that movie. I thought that was one of the... I thought it was the best Superman movie since Superman 2, mm-hmm. which I still think is the best Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And... Love Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. Agree with you about how he went out. Didn't like that so much. Yeah, he wouldn't have done that. Right. Plus, Clark would have busted right in there and nobody would have even seen it. Nobody would have even seen it. He could have taken him up into the... But, like, I mean, the- I understand what they were getting at yeah. in, in, in doing that scene, but... Still didn't like it. It, ju- it just wasn't written enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Clark Clark's dad having the heart attack in, in Superman 1 and, like, looking at... I remember thinking, like, why is he looking at his arm? And, like, I look, like asked my dad. He's like, oh, that's what happens when you have a heart, heart attack. attack. Been, oh. Right. This one, though, with the tornado, the dog, you know what I mean? Like, come on. You know what I mean? But, like, Henry Cavill, I, I, I used to watch the Tudors. I knew who he was. I thought he'd be perfect for the role. You know, I... Oh, first off, you know, I, I completely skipped over the pseudo Superman 5, Superman Returns, uh, with Brandon Ralph, directed by Brian Singer. I, I, I don't really have a necessary, like, I, I don't hate it, don't love it. I understand what they try to do with it. I love the fact that he looked like, like, I remember when they released, he was in the black shirt. It was like the promo image, like, this is your new Superman. And he's got this, like, look, and he's looking at the camera, and I'm thinking, like, damn, he looks like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. He's a nobody who got a big starring role, too, kind of like Christopher was, you know. Um, Kevin Spacey, been attached to the film for a long time. He was going to do Kevin Smith's uh, Superman Reborn in the end of the 90s. Yeah, I, li- I-, I like Superman Returns. Um, I saw it. Was the- it my favorite? No. No. Yeah. I, saw- I actually saw that in theater. Same. I saw, I saw it, it in the- theater. Um, I remember watching the opening credits and just hearing that Music. theme song yeah. again mm-hmm. I mean I was I was in I was in right there mm-hmm. and he does have the most I, I, I will, will argue though that his first scene is badass that that uh, crashing plane sequence I was, give, I was just when he landed in the, that the baseball is, stadium yeah I definitely that, 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 that scene like, yeah, that okay. scene is one of the best Superman oh, scenes mm-hmm. ever it was like it was like Christopher Reeve in the helicopter without doubt yeah, and that, that's exactly what I equated it to. I'm like, I'm like, it's a well written scene. Yeah, very well written, like that part. And you know what the funny thing is, is that particular scene was um, I've written, I, I've not written, I've read um, several of the scripts that were uh, suggested um, post '97 to Superman Returns. That is like a, it found its way through all the versions of the script. It would like evolved into Superman Returns. It was in. Um, there's a version of it in uh, Wolfgang Peterson's that he was going to make, Batman vs Superman. There's a whole bunch of things that like run wow, into you know, it. Wow, I actually it. didn't know that. But you know, it didn't work, which was a shame because I was like, all right, fine. You know, we got Super Kid now. Here we go. You know what I mean? But which is ironic felt- because like this is like the comic that we have right now. Right now, yeah. that movie. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. it's, it's it's strange that it, it didn't work. I don't know why it didn't work. I'm- it just was. It, I feel as if it was tonally off a little bit, I, I, like just a little bit, like the colors of the suit, like were just a little. 
it was just too cray like Crayola. I feel you know what I mean. Like it was just like this. Like every every part had a set. You know what I mean. Lex had the you know the crystal scene. You know what I mean. I I don't know. I mean like I'm indifferent towards it. Man of Steel though, I could relate to. Right. I could totally relate to that opening sequence of him lifting up the you know the naval station. You know, getting the sailors to safety and stuff. And like I I kind of got that more, and it was gritty. And I love the trailers for it. I remember thinking, like, this is it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, when I saw the trailer, uh, like, you know, when he's in the Arctic and, and like, you see him close his fist and you see, like, the, yeah. like the, the, the snow swirling around his, around his feet. Ass, yeah. As soon as I saw that and he takes off, I was like, this is here it. we go. This is it, yeah. Here we go. And I liked his portrayal. I liked that he was, like, conflicted, you know. I could understand that. And, um... I mean, a lot of people had a problem with the ending of the film, obviously, when he... Spoilers, you know, if you haven't seen The Man of Steel, if you're one of many who haven't, um, takes his life. Um, I read recently that uh, Henry Cavill was very upset that they never got to expand on that because that was going to be the catalyst for the fact that Superman never kills. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not... You know I mean? Right. Not, no matter what, I'll fight to the death. I won't kill no more, you know? But, I mean... I, did you ever see Max Landis' uh, rant on that? Yep. Yeah. Like, that was, at the time, people were just, like, up in arms about it. Yeah, but and it's People like, were talking about Superman again, which was cool, you know? And that's that's always a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it just the fact that that scene made made the character relevant mm-hmm. again, and it got people arguing over... Mm-hmm. He destroys the, the entire town. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, but I agree with, with what you just said. I mean, just about his portrayal of mm-hmm. the character I could definitely relate to um, and I think that's how I mean think about being born with these kind of powers having yeah, these kind of know? powers like yeah. like you're going to be very conflicted it's not going to be easy there are going to be times where things are just I mean mm-hmm. just so confusing as a as a child, I mean, the mm-hmm. scene where the kids are picking on him yeah, and, he's exactly. ho- and he's holding on to the fence and he crushes the fence in his hand, mm-hmm. you know? And... When he's in the closet. His father like, his father says to him in that scene, are you okay? Did yeah. they hurt you? And he's like, you know they can't. He's like, that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. And like little things, little, little scenes like that, yeah. you know, and it's like, he understands, yeah, I know you can't be hurt physically, but you're still a kid. Yeah. He wasn't asking like, did they physically hurt you he's asking like mm-hmm. are you okay you know it's good so like know? little things like that you know make me appreciate you know his version of you know of Jonathan like cause yeah. somebody did homework mm-hmm. there they did and then you know there was, was there was more there was more uproar about you know about the scene where he's talking to him and he he said like, what was I supposed you to do yeah. was, I, was I supposed to let them die he was like maybe, maybe. yeah and it's like People were like, "How could you say that? How could he not? He, he doesn't is, have all the answers." Yeah, he he was like, "He was like, I don't know." He was like, he's "I don't know what you're supposed to do." He he's was a like, farmer. Yeah, "He's hanging out, you know, like." And he even said it. He was like, "Maybe." He was like, "I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer to this. Like, this is not something that anybody has ever had to deal with, ever, ever. Earth, yeah. Like, so I don't know what the right answer mm-hmm. is here." He was good, man. I wish that he didn't go out the way he did though, in that tornado sequence. I was like, "Damn, let's keep him around," you know. I, I, I loved Man of Steel when it came out on DVD. I bought it, you know, completely stoked for, like, Man of Steel 2, and I wish they would have stuck to the path of the tone of Man of Steel. Uh, Batman vs. Superman, for me, was the drop-off point where I was just like, damn, man, like, why are they doing this? You know what I mean? Like, this is not the right one. That con- like, they were capitalizing on the fact of 
okay, like, what's Kickstarter Batman's new, you know, the Dark Knight series that just ended? Coincidentally, tomorrow's uh, 10 year anniversary of the Dark Knight, by the oh way. Oh, my Lord. 10 years. Of 10 years. Jesus. Um, I did a long podcast on Batman vs. Superman, like two and a half hours with this uh, other cat named Brett. And uh, we just went into so much detail about, like, why it's like, Superman just, you gotta go over there to convince Batman to help you save your mom, but you're making all these hard ass faces at him. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't even, to me, it was just like it lost the luster of, like, what Superman should be. You know what I mean? Like, making him into a villain, regardless of the fact that he's not a villain, like, it's, like, there wasn't enough time for the character to evolve even before, like, you decided to kill him. You know, like yeah, I just I didn't mean, want him to die. Then it was just like I just got to know this guy. Yeah, and then <sighs> Randy fought me tooth and nail on this. By the way, Randy will defend Batman for Superman. Any day. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like I like the movie, but I'm also I'm objective, and I I can see definitely where you're coming from. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. You know when Batman punches him, yeah. and then the kryptonite wears off, and he goes like makes his right. cocky ass face. Like, like what the hell are you doing? Like here, squints man. his eyes and right. makes his cocky like, look like that ain't. That's not Superman. That's, and also, too, like the, the the motivation of making that face at a time when your mother is about to be executed right, because by his at cat, that you know point, I mean? At like, that point, he could have just grabbed him like, Bruce, listen, Yes, man, listen to me, man. I'm trying to tell Physically you something. hold his ass down. Hold him down. Suit. Like, listen. So, I don't I mean, want to fight like, you. Literally, the whole film was just, I feel as if the script was like written to get to a point where you would have these two guys fight and they just couldn't figure out how or why, you know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of hodgepodgely put together with right. like Lex why, the why it even makes sense for them to you be You never fighting. know how Lex finds out that Bruce Wayne's Batman. You never find out how he knows Clark is, you know what I mean? He just knows, you know what I mean? He's got all these idioms about, like, you know, power right. and stuff. So for me, it was just, it was a letdown. Just because I held these characters in high regard and I really just didn't care for, I couldn't relate to either, either of them, really. I was just like wow, like, how did you guys do this, you know? And obviously making the decision to kill him in the, at the end of that with Doomsday, and then throwing Doomsday in, too. Like, you could have done Doomsday for, like, three movies. Yeah, and that that, that felt rushed. It felt rushed. It wasn't the right ending. No. Mm-mm. And, but the, there are, there are, there is, there's one particular scene in Batman Superman mm-hmm. that I think, I actually think about it fairly often when he's about to kill Superman mm-hmm. and he's like you're letting them kill Martha mm-hmm. and Bruce's reaction to that Martha and he's like but at that moment when Lois comes and tells him that's his mother's name mm-hmm. like the realization on his face at that at that mm-hmm. point he's like holy hell he has a mother yeah, he's, he's he's a real human being, you know, or an and alien with it, you know. Yeah, and it, that's the that's the moment where he was like, he kind of looked at himself. He's like, "Holy shit, I'm the monster here." I'm the monster. Yeah. For, on a comic note, uh, he's wearing the helmet. He's got no black uh, paint under his eyes. Boom! Next scene, black paint under the eyes. I, I always just want to see a scene of him just being like this. You yeah. know, I mean, just <laughs> put that shit on your eyes real quick. But um, yeah. I, I felt that too, and it was kind of weird because it's like, you know, I've been reading the books at that point for what, you know, 37, 35 years or whatever. I never put two and two together, Martha Kent and Martha Wayne. I never thought. And, and, and I never it was the same that, thing. I was know. like, I was like, they have to, their mother has the same name? I'm like, never thought I'm that. like, why did I never, never notice that before? Never noticed it, not once. And, you know, it's the most obvious thing. And Obvi- it's like, completely obvious, yeah. Like, they have so much in common. So much in common. And there's actually a great series. Uh, there's a, it's called Worlds. 
think it's World's Finest. There was three World's books. World's Finest, yep. Three books that came out. Remember that? We yep. talked about the parents and stuff. Yep. The really good artwork. Joker and Lex are in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just showed them to my son, and my son was just like, ah, whatever. He's too happy. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to keep him ready. Yeah, I mean, remember they keep, look, when, keep you, it around when you're six them, or seven yeah. years old, right. the boxes are coming out. Right. But, I mean, you know, and then, you know, Justice League pops out, and I watched it recently on HBO. The mustache thing, you know, like, the only thing that I'll comment, and then I'll, I'll let you tell me what you think, is like, okay, so... You find out that you have to have Henry Cavill come back to reshoot scenes. You can't get rid of his mustache. Now, from what I gather, most of the scenes in that film are reshoots anyway of Superman, right? The first scene you see, it's a reshoot. You can tell from the CGI right. upper lip. Why isn't somebody in the room who, who reads comics raise their hand and be like, I got an idea. Yo, well, let's not shave his mustache at all. Tell him to grow in the stubble. We'll give him a little bit of patch. Give him a wig. Give him the black suit. Give him the black suit. Give him the beard. You had a perfect out. You had a perfect out. You had the out. beard ready to go. You had a perfect out. But right instead, there. you spend $25 million on removing his mustache. Like, right. And it's so distracting in the film. There's this one part where he's like at the profile view, and like it looks like he's got like, like an a extra, fat Like lip. an extra lip. Like yeah. fat lip. It's at the end of the sequence. And like, I, you know, like, there's like this whole debate online about the Scott Snyder, you know, uh, cut, and people want to see it and stuff. I mean, is it different? Who you knows? Think? Who knows? Do you think we'll ever see it, though? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think, I don't think Warner Brothers are ever going to release no. it. Maybe like in 25 years or something, like for the anniversary Maybe. Ever, where they can cash in, right. but not for this generation popping off yeah. right now. Like, they wouldn't do it. But, like, I, you know, like, yeah, it was just hard. Because, like, for me, like, you know, like, I, I cherish these characters. And I know that it's not the last time I'll be an old man. You'll be an old man with me, like, 50, 60 years old. you got some young cat doing it. You know what I mean? Like, but, like, you know, it ended on an optimistic note. I love the Flash racing against Superman and stuff like that. And I that, really do like Henry Cavill. And I really hope that they're able to, like, I hope, in, like, as we record this podcast now, it's, what, two days before San Diego Comic-Con, they're going to announce something with the Warner Brothers panel. They're going to show um, Shazam. They're going to show Aquaman. Aquaman. But they got to give us something about what's going on. Tell us what's going on with these yeah, characters I need, that we need you to just know. spent five years. We've been, you know, you got Wonder Woman 84. What about, you know, you can make a kick-ass Man of Steel, too. You could totally make The Last Son of Krypton. You could do, I mean, the book out, like, right now, like, I was talking about, man, like, uh, Bendis' run on it, which, by the way, I love. I love, yeah. I love the I love the boxes. I actually, I actually wrote, I actually wrote quite a bit of a well, note tell us what on you that think today. Yeah, tell us what and, you think. Um, very hopeful for this series mm-hmm. I mean I really I, I, I really re- enjoy is he writing this and action and action that's crazy has and that been action. done before where writers I don't know I don't yeah. think so mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's a there's a there's the, the very first book I think it's like maybe the second or third page mm-hmm. where he's just kind of hovering listening yeah I love that yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean that's, that's his thing he hovers he listens and he hears a girl playing a song I love that scene and I don't know the song. It sounds familiar. Yeah, and, 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 like he's, yeah, and, and he's kind of just like appreciating mm-hmm. the song. And then he hears the scream, and he was like, kind of snaps out of mm-hmm. it. And then he takes off flying towards the scream. That's but the whole time yeah. he's thinking, like, I shouldn't have been eavesdropping on the girl singing. Like, yeah, yeah. this is this is what he's thinking That's as he's what flying I love about there. Superman, and it? then he's upset with himself for being distracted by the mm-hmm. singing. He was like, I, he's like, he's like, damn it. Like, I shouldn't have been so distracted. I probably would have heard that scream 0.3 seconds sooner mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? So, just getting into his psyche like that 
in like page two of mm-hmm. I was like yeah I'm I'm really into this book right now same that for me that's actually that, that was going to be my favorite scene too is the song and just the way he's approaching it and like you know his um, sensitivity and his like naiveness you know that like that's like the best part of Superman for me too is like he's not perfect you know what I mean right. he wants to learn too he's curious about stuff you know what I mean like and I like that you know yeah and like that's and this is what I thought, like, that's Superman, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, that's the, that's the character that you don't know mm-hmm. when you're saying how overpowered he is mm-hmm. or whatever reason you're saying you don't like him. It's like, he's it's because you don't too know. Good. So imagine he's too good, but at the same time, he's constantly beating himself up for, for not, not being good enough. enough. Not being good enough. That's, right. People can relate to that. I can relate to that. Everybody you know can I mean? relate to that at some point. Guilt, grief, you right. know what I mean? Like, I didn't do something. What else you got? I mean, there's another... And, I think probably the third or fourth page in that same book. Uh, he rescues the, the girl from the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's in the middle of a crisis here. He's saving lives. He's saving this terrified girl. He busts in. And obviously this is the first time she's ever seen Superman with her own eyes. And she says, holy shit. Yeah. And he's like, hey, language. Language, yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's the that, moment. Yeah, that's the moment. That is like, okay, mm-hmm. he gets Superman. You know what I mean? He I'm really like, does. And this is his first jump over to DC, right? So ever. he's been with Marvel. Yeah, 18 this is years. his first time. So he's been w- probably thinking about this character for a long time. I noticed just from reading his books that it seems like um, it, it, he's writing it differently. He has spent time on this. It's not like the Marvel, like, you know, qu- like quirkiness kind of. It's yeah, serious. The, yeah, it does, yeah, it doesn't feel like, you know, it's a... It's a job mm-hmm. for him. I feel like he actually likes the character. Would you, would you love the Ray Superman book? It'd be awesome, right? You know, yeah, killer. Uh, you know, there's another there's another scene that stuck out in this book. Um, it was with the villain. Um, at the end? No, at the very beginning, actually, where he's talking about stopping the Kryptonian threat. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and. He's basically like their way of, of life, their their quest that they're on. What's the know? name of that new the three new villains? What are they called? There's a name to them, right? I got dad brain. Yes, is it the circle? Kind of looks like Zod from Superman too, a little bit. He's got the emblem type thing going on, you know yeah, that one scene that like, perched dr- over. Yeah, I'm drawing. I'm drawing. Still, it's like, relatively new in our minds. So, right. I mean, but yeah, but he's he, he's mm-hmm. he's basically saying that. The way that they, their science is going to basically push them towards conquering mm-hmm. other planets because this is the way it's going to go because mm-hmm. of how their society is going to progress. Society's gonna and progress, so he's yeah. he's basically saying we have to stop this Kryptonian threat. He's like they're a virus, mm-hmm. and basically saying like because of their society, they're going to just move from planet to planet waste up their resources gather their resources and then when there's nothing left they're going to keep moving mm-hmm. and that that panel made me think of the matrix when yeah. mr smith is talking to morpheus right. and he's oh, yeah. like i was trying to classify your species and he was like the only thing that i i can classify you is is you know, as is a virus mm-hmm. pretty much needs to be wiped out yeah and he was saying the same exact thing i was just like jesus yeah, and it's like he's he's like a religious zealot, mm-hmm. almost, you know. Kind of similar to um, you read uh, Dark Knight Three. Yes. What was the villain's name in that? Not Tizor, because that's from that script I sent you. But a uh, very similar name. 
best part of that book for me though was the Kryptonian ring. Love that shit. I'm, that was, I'm drawing so many blanks right now with, with these. Remember the names. end? Remember the end of it though? Like when the Batman's like, I got the weapon, and like they dropped the Kryptonian right. rain on. That was just. The yeah, I mean, like, Kryptonian rain. Like who? Who even thinks of that? <laughs> Just, that's what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, they just pop them off. But I'm excited about Bendis's run. Uh, is it yeah. so? So he does. Is it Superman? Is, so Action Comics comes out the week after, so it continues in each one. I believe yeah, it's going to continue. That's in, great. Yeah, so like the story's going to just keep, you know, progressing. Building in both, and right. they don't necessarily do that so much anymore. Like the Batman books used to do it, but they don't. You know, they totally different genres. Like you know, at the same time, same universe or whatever, but. And, you know, and I also a, like the fact that his tights are back, man. You know what I mean? Give me the underwear, that's, man. That's another thing that need the that's another thing I want to talk about. At the end of this six issue series, mm-hmm. the way you find out why he's wearing the like the tights mm-hmm. again, it's so simple, but it like they didn't even make it obvious. But if you read it, you go, Oh, that's why he's wearing that suit. Tell everybody out there in the Bobcast Nation why. He gave it to Lois. Mm-hmm. Lois and John are going off in, on a space trip with Jarrell. Yeah. And he was like, take the suit. It'll protect you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you going to wear? He was like, I'll, I'll find something. I'll find something. <laughs> and I'm like, Great, yeah. I know. awesome. I know. And it's just like the whole 52. <laughs> yeah. <just like laughs> makes sense. Yeah. And I, I can just see him going in, in the closet like, what the hell am I going to wear? Like. Oh, yeah, I'll make something up. I'll make something. He probably like, got like you know like one of his Under Armour Johns coming right. all the way up to here, you know. Right. But. And then just like I'll just put these on over it, you know. Yeah, I'd like that too. I, I'm so excited. Like, yeah, that that like stuff like that. It just kind of. I kind of know that Ben just gets he gets this mm-hmm. character, and he's not trying to. He's not trying to reinvent Superman. Yeah, he's tweaking to. Superman a little yeah. bit, you know. And I, I read something today, and. I think it was the perfect uh, analogy. He said he's not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Mm-hmm. He's just pointing the wheels in a little different direction. Pretty much, and yeah. I could dig it. It's got to be done. I mean, a character has to have re- you know reinterpretation, make it right. fun, new, and exciting. I mean, when this when this came out in the news, it was on all the all the websites. Were like, yeah, Look, it was this everywhere. Is, Superman's back. Bendis is taking over. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny too because people like. They kind of like think that he's been gone, but he's always he's been here. You know what I mean? There's the 52, then the reborn, and you know, but it, it's exciting. You know. You know, there's another there's another aspect of this book that I that I kind of like. Um, the deputy fire chief, mm-hmm. um, Melody is her name, mm-hmm. and I think this can be pretty cool because she can basically be his commissioner Gordon. Pretty much, yeah. Because Superman doesn't really have he don't no. a person like that, you know what I mean? No, and never did. Like really, as Clark, yeah. he has Perry, but he can't be straight real with Perry. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's like he could have Perry as that person when he's Clark, and mm-hmm. he could have her as that person when he's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know. So I kind of I kind of like that aspect. I mean, I just realized Morpheus is fucking Perry White. <laughs> like, Wow. It's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't even think of uh, Perry White anymore. I think of him as Morbius now. I mean, like the, the well, you know, even, cigarette even... face of the 80s and late 70s, you know what I mean? But, like, I just love Lawrence Fishburne in general. I mean, but I, I read something recently, though, that he's not sure if he's coming back. Yeah, I think he... Uh... They got to bring him back. Yeah, I, I hope mean, this is what I'm saying. This weekend, I hope that we find out. Man of Steel 2, Last Son of Krypton, something like that. Yeah, I mean... You know, like... 
they, they, yeah, this I, whole Elseworld things, the Joker movie that's coming off, there's gonna have some sort. There's gonna be some sort of banner that way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So I mean, what's, what's the story with that? We're gonna have two two Joker movies. We'll have two Joker movies, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't bank on that. I, I have this distinctive feeling that something something has happened where they realize that the story they just put out didn't really necessarily work. It didn't read. You know, it's very copy of Marvel. You know, the mother boxes, very similar to Infinity Stones, you know what I mean? Like, it, it didn't differentiate, it didn't make themselves separate. DC's been around a lot longer in Marvel, yeah. you know what I mean? DC's got the, the premier characters. Superman's known all over the world. Henry right, Cavill I mean, himself, too. I, I, was, I was very upset to see that he was, I, I feel as if he was misquoted in GQ Australia, coming off as uh, being, um, you know, he made comments about the Me Too movement. Did you read about that? All right. I just feel as if, like, what he was trying, like, you know what I mean? When you're... He was trying to say he wants to be able to wow and woo women like you know used to be right. like and, he, Ken and, style. and he's basically saying that you you, you kind of can't do that anymore because pretty much can't especially if you're Henry Cavill right. you know what I mean if you're a superstar like how do you meet real people without coming off as being you know right you know but at the same time he's trying to open himself up and like I, you know he seems like a nice guy you know what I mean so I would give him a second chance give him his own title film you know at that this yeah that line of dialogue with him thinking about the song. And, I've yeah. been saying this forever too, so check this out. Like all these films that come out, right? You're always we're not we're we're hearing what they're thinking. Why can't we have voiceover? Straight up, just like you know, like the thought box. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I mean, I, it happened in Sin City. Yeah, Dennis I don't see Frank a problem Miller, with that. You know right. I mean? But like a Batman film like that, that works. The, some of the best Batman books are when he's not talking at all. Right. It's just him talking about head. like his crazy shit that's going on inside of his mind. I would like to see films like that. I would like to see what it really yeah. feels like to be Superman. And like in, in in this series, there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a great scene like that, where, I mean, I'm giving away stuff. Spoiler alert! I'm giving mm-hmm. stuff away here. If you mm-hmm. haven't read, you know, this six issue miniseries, um, Kendor gets destroyed, mm-hmm. and he's talking to Kara, and as she's talking to him about how she's basically wanting to follow these clues she's going to leave for a while in his head as he's talking to her he's reciting the names of everybody from Kandor he knows all of their their individual names names. and as she's speaking he's saying their names in his head like wow deep yeah he cares yeah you know and like 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 the, the, the weight that this guy carries a lot it's just like immense and like how how is it even functional I know, you know yeah, it's true man. and then with all of that on his shoulders with all that kind of pain that he's carrying helping everyone else still still and it's just like finding no time for yourself finding no time for yourself having a relationship you know and not being able, you know it's a lot really there's so much stuff left still to say about Superman you know, 75 I mean, like, plus years later. You right, know, and it's like, like, like you think about his character, you think about him, you think about him being home and asleep. How? And he hears a gunshot. He Gotta hears the good. scream. How do you not get up mm-hmm. and go? When hey, you watch know, a football game. Yeah, like anything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, what did, like, how does he shut that off? Like, can he shut that off? It's, a, it's an interesting concept, too, because it's just like, if he does... And then he turns it off, and then something terrible happens. The he guilt kills himself. The guilt, yeah. Right. It's There's a lot of guilt built into that. You know, like damn, I should have been there. And this, this is, and this is what I tell people about this character, about Superman, about how deep 
this character really is. I mean, there's a reason people write dissertations about Superman. Yeah, you it's know? deep. Yeah, it, it represents everything that's good about us. Red Sun. Yep. You've read Red Sun, right? Yep. I, mean, I think everybody should probably go out and read that right now, especially with what's going on in current events. Absolutely. Yeah, basically, basically what it is is uh, Superman didn't land in Kansas City. He landed in the Kremlin. And uh, he was Russia's Superman rather than America's Superman. Easily could have happened. But it's a great, interesting story about, like, cultures, the way we look at each other and stuff like that. And Superman's the first illegal immigrant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he, he was the first one to, like, you know... I often wonder, too, like, how the hell did he get it? You know what I mean? Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no, nobody saw that thing land and... You know what? I, we, I just came up with an idea. Wouldn't it be interesting if there was a comic book series that explored that idea? Like, imagine, okay, so say, for instance, like, they see it coming, but they know it's coming, and they know where it's going to land. They know who who's next to it, you know what I mean? Like, almost like somebody has been watching him the whole time. Like, almost like, why did it land there? Did Jarrell want to put it there? Or was it just a trajectory course of, like, crash landing on Earth? You know right. what I mean? Like, that's something, like, in a writer's room, I'd be like, well, what's the reason why he went there? And, yeah, and how, how would... Yeah, I mean, how would you know where he, to send he, it? He, they had to probably... Like, if, if I was Darrell, I would have been... You know what I mean? Unless, like, you were, unless you were looking. You can't send... Looking for somebody right. who's got a wholesome heart right. who could teach Cal the right thing. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I don't think that's ever been done in the books, if I can recall... I mean, obviously, somebody might think, "Oh, it's Lex or something," but forget that. Like, it'd be something else, you know, yeah, like Star I mean, Labs know, or something. You know what I mean? Like that even makes me that even makes me think about 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 Superman the movie mm-hmm. when when they're sending him when they're putting him in the in the capsule mm-hmm. and Marlon Brando collecting all that yeah. cash and <laughs> <laughs> and and his mother is saying he'll be different, he'll be an yeah. outcast, and he'll she's saying all these all the all the negative aspects mm-hmm. of sending him there and. He's like, well, he'll be invulnerable. Mm-hmm. He'll be strong. He'll be strong. You know? So, with what you just said, like, like, yeah, what if he knew exactly where he was what sending? What if he knew? What if he went there and met Pop Ken? We shouldn't be recording this. We should be writing right now. Wow. Jarrell goes to Earth and has a relationship with Pa that maybe Pa don't even know about. Maybe it happens when Pa's, like, in the war or something. You know what I mean? Like that, you know what I mean? Like the Krypton TV series, you know what I mean? Like generate, gen- but like imagine like he goes scouting because obviously they have the technology to travel through space, right? Yeah. Jarrell's an adult at this point; he's able to probably, you know, pack a, right because pack obviously a, they, pack they, a lunch. They you know, know of I mean? they know of Earth. He I'd knows, like to, I'd like he to knows hear of that the story, solar man. system. He knows you go. There, he knows what the yellow met, sun is going to do to him. It'd be cool. Like the opening panels, like he goes to Earth, he meets this person. Nope, this person. Nope. This person, nope. Then he's like sitting there, like in like a diner or something like that. And Pa Kent just sits down next to him, puts down his like you know, his paper, orders a coffee, and then they start chatting. You know what I mean? Like it'd be cool. Interesting Interesting story. Very interesting. Because I've I've never, even like you know, like that image in my mind too. Like that actually actually just really made you smile just now, man. Yeah, it could be cool. That could be very cool. Um, That scene where he uh, lifts up the car. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like his mom, the 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 way they look and like the POV of the wheels like going up. You know what I mean? Like. That stuff to me was always just like the best as a kid too, because it's just like that's why I liked American Alien so much. The yeah. first book is just like we don't really get to see what it's like for young Clark. You know what I mean? Like they touch upon it, but it doesn't go into a long 
series. Well, yeah, see, a lot of a like lot of that. Before it, like a prequel before the prequel. Yeah, see, like a lot of. And Jura- like Pod never knows that, and then he never knows that he had this relationship with Jarrell. Yeah, that's that's. You can even do a World War Two one where like Jarrell's in the war with Pod Kent, then like he saves Pod Kent's life or something. You know what I mean? And like Pod's like, why aren't you shot? Right. Where's see, your, yeah, this, see, this is this is very this is very uh, eye-opening stuff to think yeah. about, and it's like you don't think like like honestly, if I wasn't sitting here mm-hmm. talking to you right now, I wouldn't have thought of that. So no, neither. Ne- I think we j- just yeah, that's just, the power it, of the podcast, right? Right, it's like you're able to like get ideas out. Like, and this kind of this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about like about the binge watching TV. Like, you don't have time to think. You don't have time to think. Yeah, you know, and like like this this idea was just sparked because of like. Mm-hmm. The forty-five minutes we've been talking, hour and ten. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of that. And I, I mean, like for me, it's always been you know, when the new Superman book comes out, new this and that, whatever. I still always go back to the way I felt when I was a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm happy that I was able to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, not playing Fortnite. You know what I mean? Like, checking out Snapchat, Instagram, yeah, all that shit, know. all these distractions <sighs> and stuff. Like, we were so fortunate to be part of that. You know what I mean? And like to be in this universal group of of you know men women whatever that idolize these like mythological you know like super like superhero characters who are able to continue to tell stories yeah and you know it's, it's funny like like I, I had this conversation with with my sister mm-hmm. not too long ago and I'm like I'm like you realize like we're we're the last generation that grew up without cell phones without with, doubt we talk about that on my show. So all the yeah, time. I mean, I'm like, so we know we actually saw that transition happen. We so were there. we know what it was like mm-hmm. before then, and what it's like after. Which is why we cringe at some of the things that are happening now because we know like what we're losing. Exactly, we're losing this. Me we're, looking at you in the right. eyes and talking like and, you know normal human beings like and the, that's like human gone, human interaction is 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 like almost non-existent right now. It's, you know what the sad thing is is that the generations that are coming up now they'll just be so lost as adults man yeah they'll be so like, lost as adults like I'm talking not just physically mentally like they ain't got, they don't know how to use no map you know what I mean like if you ask them which way west was not many of them would really know like well I don't know that right, way like, like they don't even understand like, like something as simple as the, the sun rises yeah. in the east so like, it's very scary you know, you know? Um, sets in the west like it's just a weird time in general because it's like we're right in the middle. You know, like the iPhone's only ten years old, and that began the you know this evolution of just everyone looking down. Yeah. If everyone's looking down, nobody's looking up no more to the skies. You know, what I mean, boom, that's a live dialogue right there. There you, you know go. I mean? <laughs> I mean, it'd also be interesting too if like imagine this if you retold the Superman origin, but like it took place in modern times where the Kent farm is like undergoing like you know. Like technology, trying to like you know replace the farmer and like you know what I mean. There's so many different ways to approach it, but like for me, it's just like like I can't wait to just like show my son like I draw and stuff like that, like comics and stuff. Like you know what I mean. Like this is the practical form of entertainment. Right yeah, there. you can still play with these things here, but we gotta but appreciate, learn this. Yeah, appreciate I gotta this. I gotta hand you down yeah. something. You know what I mean? And like I, if, I do feel like there's a there's a just society in general. There's an over reliance on technology. Completely. So much so that I'm frightened as to like what could happen. Like, like people, like it, it, it actually stops people from thinking. 
without a doubt, and, and it turns them off. Yeah. I do the thing with my wife, like, uh, we just turn the phone off, like, 7, 7.30 sometimes, like, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, just turn it off, you know what I mean? And, like, I'll check it before bed, just in case of emergency, family and stuff. But it's hard, too, because you can't turn your phone off, because it's relying on people, you know, contacting you. Right. But, like, it's always good to just completely, deploy, you know, unplug. And that's why I still come and read the books, you know? At one point... All my friends were like, oh, man, I'm reading them on the iPad. I'm reading them on the iPad. I'm like, yeah, but you can't hold that iPad. Right. That it's iPad's going to break. It's different. In 20, holding, 30 years. Yeah, holding holding that book mm-hmm. somehow is different than reading it on a screen. On a screen, yeah. Like it, I mean, I like how the panels jump and stuff like that. Right. But for me, I'm a practical person. I can hold a book from 1985 and still remember. And like, I, like, I go through and look at the ads, it, and I'm like, my God, yeah, remember this? You know what I mean? Like, it's, not, it's not even just... The muscle man thing? It's not even, it's, yeah, it's not even just like... Like, like holding the book, like, like I open an old comic and like the smell of it, the smell, yeah, it's just like it takes you back to then, it takes you back to that back time, to that time yeah. you know. So all the advertisements, stories, um, the panels, the striking images, you know what I mean? Like it's it's great that we were able to to be in that nest of pop culture, you know what I mean? Like gestated towards like one, you know. It also feels as if like our generation is also blessed with the fact that we'll never get old. Yeah, right. we'll be Peter Pan for the rest of right. our life because they keep making all these things that we love. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, whereas it's new and exciting for all these other people. I remember like reading about Guardians of the Galaxy when I was like four, but like oh yeah, yeah, they're with the metal man out there in space. It's cool, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's good. And, like that was kind of like my thing with Marvel. Like I liked all the cosmic stuff. Mm-hmm. So like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like when I heard they were making yeah. that, I was like, oh, that's gonna be awesome. I'm a Doctor Strange fan, so yeah, they, you know, like yeah. I, I love the books. I, I can't wait to see a Doctor Strange Hulk like spinoff film. You know, like Nightmare. You familiar with that yeah. character? Be bad. Yeah, I mean like like. It, like me and my and my best friend, we talk about this all the time. We like, like, what Stan Lee must be thinking right now. Like to see all, to see all this on tele, like on, like on, on big screens. Yeah. It's like, like, like he couldn't have imagined any of this happening with these movies and everything. Like how could how could you even put yourself? All he was trying to do is just be different too for the time. Right. They were writing cowboy westerns, shit like that. You know, he's like, I'm gonna change it up right. a little bit here and. and you know, we're gonna write this story about the Fantastic Four. Like, what? Do you, you know, what like, I mean? like things of that. It's inspiring though, because it's just like it took one person. You know, obviously Jack Kirby, all those other artists. You know, and like, I mean, if you look at the, the you know, Bob Kane, the Schuster brother, like all those guys. You know what I mean? Like, it just took one idea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a century later, almost, they're still telling stories. These are the modern day, um, like Sherlock Holmes characters. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll stand the test of yeah. time, way ba- into the future. Batman. I mean. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. Without a doubt. You, you know, know what I mean? And, Very similar. You know, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, these characters, I mean, they're, they're modern day, you know, mythology. The best kind of mythology, the mythology that can continue and yeah. be adapted, like with the Bendis book and stuff like that, the films, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I really hope we see a Man of Steel 2. I hope that Henry continues on. You know, on. honestly, who I would love to see direct Man of Steel 2, uh, Patty Jenkins. It'd be killer. Yeah. Let her do it. Let her do it, yeah. Because she killed Wonder Woman. I, I would I would like to see uh, George Millar uh, or that, uh, that did uh, Fury Road. or. Um, yeah, I can get on board with that. I would also like to see a small-scale Superman film. You know, like, I mean, I'm excited for the fact that they're giving $55 million to Todd Phillips to do this Joker movie. Because when you spend $200, $300 million, you know exactly how it's going to yeah. end in a dark CGI finale. Yep. Show me a story of just Superman, like, stuck something. You know what I mean? Like... Small scale shit. That's the stuff that sticks out to me. It was just like these stories that are just completely focused, and they're told in a way that everybody can relate to. Did you ever read um, Godfall? Mm-mm. So Superman. Superman. 
he he's on Krypton mm-hmm. but he kind of remembers like I'm not supposed to be here I think I did read this is it 88 like about yeah okay. and he's like I'm not supposed to be here and he's he's got a wife there and he's yeah. kind of like something's not right yeah. but to see him living yeah. as quote unquote normal mm-hmm. and like something like that something like that small scale mm-hmm. film small I would scale. love to see something like that because and it and gives Jimmy you Jimmy gotta go investigate something right boom just you know and then they get lost you know what I mean like I always loved when Jimmy fell into the in uh, Superman three right when he falls into the chemical thing oh <laughs> and all the green shit like you know like <laughs> coming out like this you know we can't get in there someone's oh, gonna get in there man. But um, it's good stuff. I think that uh, I'm gonna have to wrap up this podcast just because we're at our time peak here. But I th- I'd like to have you back on the show. I think we can continue this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because the mythology continues. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today has been Mr. Richard Dean, uh, a huge Superman enthusiast here at the Uncanny Comic Book Store in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. <laughs>